In spite of the growing size of Lululemon's business and the never-ending array of diet and fitness options, something is wrong in America because we're still gaining weight and we're still overweight. And one of the reasons is that people say they don't have time to exercise and they don't have time to eat right. Well, that's just not true. Denise Austin, one of the busiest people in fitness and one of the longest standing people in fitness, has some great tips and suggestions on how even the busiest person can work out every day. I'm Sarah Heiner, and this is the Bottom Line Advocator Podcast. And hey, don't forget, rate and review us when you're all done so more people can hear all about it. I'm Sarah Heiner, president of Bottom Line Inc., the number one provider of expert-sourced, expert-vetted, expert advice that empowers your life. I'm so thrilled to be talking today to the renowned fitness expert, Denise Austin. She was a pioneer in the world of exercise videos, arriving on the scene not long after Jane Fonda first felt the burn. Denise has spent the last 30 years helping women create a healthy life and healthy lifestyle. She's expanded her offerings to television shows, books, and more as she helps people of all ages to feel great about themselves inside and out. Not with fad diets, but with a constant positive approach to balanced living. You can find Denise's many, many videos, TV shows, books, and her new 10-week whole body plan and her walking challenge at her website, deniseaustin.com. Denise, it's so great to talk to you. I think I told you when we spoke the other day, I fangirled you because I used to do all of your videos and TV shows. Oh, thank you, Sarah. And I have fangirled. Bottom line, I've had the newsletter forever and ever. <laughs> so I love it. This is finally we're getting together. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. And what we want to talk about today, because, you know, you have done so much. And my, I always try to find something a little bit of a unique twist. And to me, one of the biggest challenges, and you are the poster child for this, is how do busy people fit fitness and healthy lifestyle into their lives? Because they all have a zillion and one excuses, and yet it's not, you know, in, in your world, you can do it. You've got tips and tricks and secrets for being able to, to that anyone, no matter how busy, can get it into their lives. Um, so that's, We all need to squeeze in fitness no matter what. If you don't have a gym membership, don't worry. I don't either. You can fit in exercise throughout the day. One of the best things to do is to just get up 10 minutes earlier and squeeze in a quick 10-minute workout just to get you jump-started for the day. You'll have energy that way. You're in a better mindset for a positive day to stay healthy, and it really does help. And throughout the day, there are so many little things that I teach people that you could do. Sitting up nice and tall right now, standing up tall. Good posture plays a key role in keeping your abdominal muscles nice and trim and nice and flat and also your back healthy. So good posture is one of the best ways to begin by sitting and standing up nice and tall. And then you feel so much better. You can breathe better and you have more oxygen flow. Okay, now you've just done the whole podcast in 37 seconds. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to walk. Well, let's in. break it down. <laughs> That's a great idea. Let's do that. Let's start at the beginning, actually, because I always like to help people. You know, they're listening and they go, oh, forget it. I don't have time. And that all the posture in the world and all the 10 minutes early, they all have an excuse. So let's actually start with excuses a little bit, right? Because... What is like we all have them. So what are the biggest excuses that you hear from people? Because I want people to hear what they're saying 
and then hear how ridiculous it is and that they don't have to be stuck by it. So what do you hear from people? Well, the biggest one that I hear every single day for the last 40 years, Sarah, is I don't have time. I'm too tired when I come home from work. I don't have the energy. How do you do it? You know, oh, it just hurts too much. So they're, or my knees are bad. Oh, I have bad ankles or I hear it all. And of course, everyone, I could give myself a million excuses, but it's how you change that attitude and how you kind of change that mentality to improve on your positive day and to make yourself say, you know what, my health does come first. I am important. I do need to feel better. Health is a priority. If you don't have good health, you have nothing. You have all the money in the world, but if you don't have your health, it means nothing. So that's why exercise is one of the best preventative medicines you have. And why not take just a little time throughout the day to improve your overall health? And you'll always feel better after a workout. It's that great feeling of self-accomplishment. You overcame procrastination and you did something good for you. So you mentioned the fact about, in the middle of that, you mentioned something about women having it be a priority for themselves. And that's a really bad habit that women are in because we're so busy doing for everybody else and giving and worrying about our family and our jobs and our friends and our kids and the school lunches and all those things. So how hard is it for women to actually realize they're worth it? And if they don't take those 10 minutes in the morning or 30 minutes somewhere in the midst of the day a few times a week, that it actually is worse, right? It's worse for them and worse for their families. So how do we help women? That's right. You really do um, need to, you know, buckle yourself up first and then, or take the, you know, the, the oxygen from the mask at the airplane. You have to take care of yourself. But now I'm not being saying being selfish. I'm a mom. I get it. I worked full time. I've got kids. I knew, you know, I just knew what it was like, how much better I felt afterwards. After you do even a 10-minute walk makes your body feel better. You improve your metabolism. You jumpstart your oxygen levels. So honestly, it doesn't take that much. In a course of a day, I always tell uh, everyone, okay, you're awake 16 hours. Where are you going to put your priorities? You know, of course, you know, you got to have the breakfast on the table and you've got to make sure dinner's there. Where are you going to set a schedule and how are you going to implement into your day? And truly for all of us women, I found through research and just for being out there talking to women all over the country, they do feel like they have to write it down into their schedule, into their day's plan, because we do, you know, of course we're going to take care of our kids first. Of course we're, you know, oh my gosh, I have to go to the grocery store. I have to get these dishes done. We all think that way, but if you just could think about in just a course of 20 to 30 minutes every day to dedicate to your health so you can do more, so you can feel better, and then overall you'll feel healthier, and that's what's important at the end of the day, especially when you turn 40 and over. I'm 62 right now, and I feel like I have always just done a little every single day, 
and a little does matter. Persistence does pay off. Being very consistent with your 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 plan and your your habits are very important. So it's an overall lifestyle I want to implement to everyone. Like, did you know that just standing up burns more calories than sitting down? So if you're doing a, anything on the computer, take some exercise breaks by just standing up and then sit back down. Anytime you, you stand up, you are doing something better for your health. You're giving me all those secrets that we're going to get to in a bit. You're, you're jumping ahead. <laughs> you're giving them the preview. They're teasers, everybody. <laughs> you're giving me the teasers. Um, and actually, you did, you know, you mentioned in, in that the importance of scheduling and that in, in your Fit and Fabulous Over 40, that, that you are making it very clear that it's far more effective if women, because they're so used to giving, you know, giving to all, that if they put that into their calendar. And I don't know about you, I'm definitely a list maker. And I'll even sometimes, even if I've just finished something, I'll still write it on the list and cross it off because it feels so good to cross it off. And you feel self-accomplished. Yes. <laughs> a little bit of a goal. Right. Well, and this so scheduling, is what I do. All of you, this really is what helped me throughout my entire life, and I still do it to this day. Every Sunday, I plan my week of who I'm going to walk with, who I'm going to exercise with. Can my husband play a little tennis with me one day? Can I go for my walk with my girlfriend Pam or my girlfriend Susie? Is my sister going to be around? See who's around. I make all my phone calls or texts now. (laughs) Who's available the week prior? And then I know my entire workout schedule for the week. And if I'm traveling, of course, I change it up. But if I'm home and the week is uh, in front of me, I know, okay, Monday, tomorrow, I'm going to be working out with my girlfriend because she loves yoga, so we're going to take a yoga. And then Tuesdays, I'm going to walk with my best friend. And then, so we walk and talk. So I truly believe that that is uh, truly an answer for most women and guys to, you know, kind of notice what the week is going to be like and, and just put it in your schedule. Well, that way, you won't cancel them. You well, will if you're by yourself. Well, and not only that. And of course, you find a million more things to do that is more important than your health, but um, which is natural and normal. But if you set it up with someone else, you know, the buddy system does work. And I really believe in that. How different is it for men versus women in terms of excuses and in terms of living up to the promises of trying to create a healthy lifestyle? Because I know you work mostly with women, but... You know, men men listen to me too, and men have their fair share of, of challenges and excuses. So are there anything, any separate tips or different strategies for men versus women? Well, um, like my husband and all of our um, close family friends, they all love to do either, you know, the stationary bike or my husband plays sports. He does tennis. He does, uh, you know, ping pong. But he's very active on it. He sweats. And um, we, and then we, we carve out time to go for bike rides or walks. Or, but I think men also need to know that walking is a fabulous way to get out there and do some exercise. Did you know that you can burn calories, burn fat by just a good 20-minute walk? 
And guys need to know that. You don't have to go for a run and maybe your knees aren't ready for it or you have excuses about your hip. Well, walking is one of the best ways to get your body in good shape because walking is easier on the joints than a run, and everyone can just try it and get out there. Just a walk around the block is great. Even if you're feeling like, oh, gosh, i got to you know, get this email done. It, did you know if you could just do for 10 minutes before you eat, it helps with your appetite too? Well, and you know, one thing we've said, we've talked about, so that it's also never too late to start exercising. So even if people haven't right. been active forever, it doesn't mean that you can't start later. I was just, I've been reading a book by um, David Goggins, this, this Navy SEAL ultra marathoner, total He-Man macho guy. But when he started out applying um, to the Navy SEALs, he weighed 300 pounds. He had to lose 105 pounds just so that he could even go through the training and take the training so that anybody can start at any time because he started at 300 pounds and now the guy is like a, a crazy man, fittest guy going. And he couldn't even walk a mile. He couldn't. So here's a chance to tell everyone out there that you just got to start and it doesn't matter how old you are how out of shape you are it's okay it's a fresh start it's a clean slate and now's the time it's a perfect time to get yourself moving and honestly people another excuse i get is well i can't afford a gym membership well guess what you can work out every 640 muscle of your body just in four feet of space a push-up, a sit-up, all of those exercises don't take up any space. So you can do it in an apartment at any place you live. There's no excuse. But mentally, I always like to, the second I get up in the morning, I like to put on my exercise clothes. I lace up my sneakers, and then I'm mentally prepared for the day, knowing I better do something active because I'm putting on my outfit. (laughs) And if I don't, I feel really guilty, like, oh, here I am in my leggings. Come on. I better do something. So mentally it gives you, you know, get psyched up. Wear what you're going to wear to be active, and it does help. Well, and as you said before, even just fidgeting, just standing burns calories. Any kind of movement burns calories, and doing something is better than doing nothing. I think that you, you said in your book that you can burn 500 calories a day just fidgeting every time you know just just fidgeting just fidgeting throughout the day moving you know when you're talking on the phone to pace move those muscles when you're doing any housework get moving you know, do a couple lunges while you're folding did you know that i do butt lifts these leg lifts with my leg behind and i lift and lower it while i'm brushing my teeth so there's two minutes of a leg one for your right leg and another minute for your left leg so that is a muscles don't know if you're in a fancy gym or your kitchen so you could work your muscles here and there half a minute here a minute there and that adds up to muscle conditioning where aerobic exercise and cardio is totally different you need a sustained amount of time you know the best is 18 minutes uh, to really get the heart rate up to condition the heart and that's why walking is so great swimming cycling rowing all of those are easy on the joints and yet get the heart rate up okay so let's talk about so you you tell you have what you call your fidget sizes so you just mentioned one which is that while you're brushing your teeth you can you do your little butt lifts i used to do actually squats and toe raises while i brushed my teeth exact same thing just to whatever little piece that's perfect (laughs) yes toe raises are great 
when you're ever in line. Let's say you're in line at the grocery store. All you have to do is go up and down, lift your heels up and down, and it strengthens your calf muscles. But more importantly, as we age, it helps with leg circulation. So that's really important to do. Another one is no matter where you are, squeezing your buttock muscles. Tighten up your tushy for five seconds. Tighten those muscles, the largest muscles of the body, and release. And I always say, if you don't squeeze it, no one else will. <laughs> and those, that actually is an isometric exercise, right? Which I remember yes. in the old days, isometric exercises were a big deal. And then they kind of fell off the radar. And now they're back. They really work. And that's just tightening and releasing work. versus like push-ups or, you know, big reps with heavy weights. More eccentric. But isometric exercises are awesome because it helps control the muscle and it improves posture, especially for your core muscles. Everyone can do one right now that will be fantastic for their tummy area and keep their spine in line. So as you sit up nice and tall, pull in your ab muscles, tighten up your abdominals, tight, 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 as if someone's going to suck in the tummy and you tighten it up like a tight corset for five seconds. Breathe out, exhale out so your tummy flattens and deflates. Breathe out, tighten the muscle, and release. And now you're re-educating the muscles because we very rarely throughout the day think about your tummy. So you have to be kind of... um, uh, uh, very aware of your abdominal muscles so they don't pooch out or let things hang out. So always kind of pull in your ab muscles, tighten through the tummy to think about pulling like a corset would, zipping up those abs. Imagine the center of your body, the most important area to keep strong through the abdominals because it keeps your organs in place, it keeps the oxygen flowing, and most importantly, it keeps our spine healthy. Your spine is your lifeline, so keep it healthy, keep it strong. And a bunch of these isometric exercises, you talked about doing it while you're standing in line, but actually they're great to do when you're sitting, when you're driving or on an airplane. On an airplane, I love doing those kinds of things because I can only sit still for so long. That's right. Oh, isometrics can be done sitting, which is great. And also, always do something when you're traveling. I, I always do elevate. I try to elevate my foot by bringing my knee toward my chest, and I rotate my ankles. Circulation is what helps heal your body. So anytime you can stretch or you can move your muscles, it's important. And Truly, that's how the British soldiers standing at Buckingham Palace for eight hours straight, they don't move a muscle. They are doing isometrics up and down the body from head to toe constantly. That's how they're trained. So we can do it too, and they're totally fit, guys, if you've ever seen. And what the key thing is is to always, you know, take good deep breaths too. Breathing is such an important part. And if you're sitting up nice and tall, you have the ability to open up your lungs more, the capacity. But if you're sitting there slouching, your tummy has nowhere else to go but pooch out. And now your rib cage and your lung area is being compressed. So sitting up nice and tall opens up your chest cavity so you can take in deeper breaths. And that's why that's so important, too. You've heard of, you know, the 3 o'clock doldrums at the 3 o'clock hour. Everyone gets a little tired. Well, one of the best things to do at that point is good deep breathing and also better posture. Just 
bringing your arms up over your head is excellent for your whole body. Raising your arm instead of just one hand like you did in school, raise both of them all the way up and feel the strength and the stretch in your spine. I was, I was doing it. Are I you was, doing it, I was, Sarah? I was doing it. I was transfixed. I was breathing and stretching. <laughs> <laughs> and, and getting all that oxygen in. It was like a, a momentary break. It was like vacation time for a moment. <laughs> so, Good. Yeah, now, we all need that. And again, like, so it's really moving any muscle. So back to the, just the concept of busy people who say that they don't have time to exercise. Anywhere you are, any place you go, you can tighten a muscle. Anywhere you are, any place you go, you could do some toe raises. You could do something you talked about was arm curls. I could do arm curls with my purse. I could do arm curls with my grocery bag. Or men can do it with their briefcase. I actually put three-pound dumbbells on my desk. And throughout the day when I'm stuck on emails all day, I'll be doing a couple breaks and doing arm exercises, arm presses, tricep toners to work the back of my arms. And one thing I also do off the chair are tricep dips. So you're just placing your hands at the edge of the chair, lift your rear end up, and then bend your elbows and straighten them. That's a great exercise for one of the most underused muscles of the body, the back of your arms, the triceps. So that's a great exercise that we all need to do. We pretty much use our biceps throughout the day, picking up purses and groceries. But the back of the arms is where most of us have some issues, you know. So we are nice and firm in the back of the arms. So when we wave goodbye, nothing will jiggle. Tricep toners are the key. Do you have anything, any secrets for hips? You know, because a lot of us, because we sit so much, we all get very sore, tight hips. Do you have any kind of secret, favorite, yes. quick, quickie hip? What it, uh, your hip flexors, because we sit, our, 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 the fold at our hips get really tight. So what you need to do is, you know, stand up tall and then stretch and open up through the chest and, and then do a hip flexor stretch just by placing one leg behind you, squeezing your buttocks and then feeling the stretch in the front of your hips. And that's another great one. Holding each stretch for about 10 to 20 seconds helps to release a lot of that tightness. And then one of my favorite ones of all time for hips and to keep your hips healthy, we all use it in physical therapy, is a bridge. It's like a pelvic tilt. You lie on your back on the floor. You keep your feet flat on the floor, bending your knees, and just pelvic tilt up your hips slightly off the floor. You're now strengthening the back of your thighs, the buttocks, and as well as your healthy hips. So that's a great exercise to do. And if you've ever been to physical therapy for hips or knees or back, that's one of the the, the staples of keeping your back strong as well as your hips. You know, it's so funny. So you're talking about doing, you know, a few exercises when you're online, a few X's here, a few exercises there. I did a podcast recently with BJ Fogg, who's a professor at Stanford, and he wrote a book called Tiny Habits. And he talked about how he got in the head, like if you just make to make one small change and then get that change, then, then it, more can come and more can come. And he started this very funny thing that after he went to the restroom, he would do push-ups. That he would just do whatever, two push-ups, five push-ups. I'd be doing push-ups all day long. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah, that, that bladder weakness of us older day. ladies. But my point is, though, <laughs> that, that there's, you know, you can do these, start these tiny habits 
of do you know you get it from your chair and you stretch you get it from your chair and you know you do a side curl you get you know you're in your shower and you do toe raises while you're in the shower because there are things you can do while you're in your shower even Um, and one of the biggest things that i do because i love my morning coffee in my kitchen counter i use it as an easy push-up place so in uh, there's so many people out there that say oh i can't get down on the ground do a push-up denise okay Guess what you can do? Placing your hands on that kitchen counter and bending your elbows and doing a push-up against the counter is one of the easiest ways to strengthen your chest and your arms, and you're not getting down on the ground. So every time I make my coffee, I push the button, I do a bunch of push-ups. But they're easy, but they do work on posture because they work more of the chest muscles. So we must, we must. Come on. So let me ask you this, though, because... I always feel like I'm terrible at push-ups. I just don't have the strength. It hurts my hurts everything. But I always well, feel like I'm che- me, Sarah. Well, I was gonna say I always feel like I'm cheating. Like if I do girl push-ups on my knees, or if I were to do it against a wall or a table. Oh, absolutely but- not! I never believe in cheating. Your muscles work miracles on your metabolism anytime you use them. Even if it's easy, if it's more difficult, you could do a lot more when they're a little easier. So you get. It's uh, kind of working out your muscles differently than a ground push-up because that's, that I can only do, you know, 10 of the men ones on my toes. And I love those because they really work your entire body. But just the ones in the kitchen really do work up against your kitchen countertop. And everyone can do that. Well, that was actually a setup because I wanted you to tell me that. Because I do, again, we're talking to people who have a zillion excuses for not exercising so that it's important to know it doesn't matter what you do. Do push-ups against the counter. Do chair dips. Do yes. pick up your groceries. And Everything, every I calorie share. burn is a calorie burn. Another thing I do if I'm um, making my toast in the morning, I do a, a wall sit. You know, you sit up against a wall, good posture. You walk your feet out a little to about, if you can get, you know, bend your knees. And it's a great position for a squat. And it's easier on your your knees that way. So you're using your back up against the wall. So you could do a wall sit while you're toasting your toast in the morning too. So there's all types of ways to stay in shape. I have over 20 different total body toners that are um, on my website that everyone will love to stay in shape around your house, at the office, anytime, anywhere. I always tell people turn idle time into some toning time. And do you have a favorite, I'll call it, if, if, I, if you had to pick, I'll call it the one, you had one exercise you could do for strength that would get the most body parts at one time. What's your favorite strength exercise? Oh my Muscle gosh. Tone. Well, one of the best ones is a plank. Just holding a plank position, the top of a push-up on your toes. You're pulling your tummy in. You're strengthening your shoulders and arms. If you do it with a nice tight thighs and stretch your heels towards the floor and squeeze your buttocks, you're getting a total body. And just hold the plank. You do that for about 20 seconds. If you could hold the top of a push-up, just hold it there. But focus while you're doing that on not letting your back droop down or your tummy start pooching down. It's all about lifting the abs while you're doing that. That focus is really good. I would say that was one of my top five workouts that Uh, I do as a plank. And how come you do a plank in the up push-up position versus on your forearms? 
I'm getting very technical because I never know which way to go. A forearm works more abs. And um, if you're focused a little more on just tightening up your tummy and really the lower part of your tummy, I like to go on my um, forearms and hold it there. And then I bend one knee and then the other. And that focuses a little more on your lower tummy. One thing that I like to do, too, is a bicycle. Go on your back, and, you know, the old-fashioned bicycle works your whole core. It works the lower tummy, the sides of your waistline, the rectus abdominis, the whole front of your abs. So if you're only to do one type of sit-up or crunch, it could be the bicycle. We found through research we put muscle uh, conductors on all the muscles we found for one movement, for your abs, a bicycle is one of the best ways to get all the abs working, the core muscles. All right. I'm going to bicycle. I plank all the time, but I'm going to bicycle. All right. Let's jump. No, this is on your back. Bicycle yeah, yeah. without any equipment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, no, no, no. I got it. Total bicycle on my back and your yeah. head and hands behind your head and rotating your elbow yeah. to your knee. Opposite elbow to the knee, the opposite knee and then switch. Yes. So now when you twist side to side, you're working your waistline muscles, the obliques, while you're lifting your knee. The second you lift your knee, you're working the lower placement of your abs below the belly button. And then the second you lift up your head and shoulders, you're getting the front of your rectus abdominis. So that's a really good overall core workout. Getting that six pack ready. Okay. So let's jump to a whole other body part because you have facial exercises that you say, you say we need to exercise our faces too. So why, how, like why can't I just put creams and lotions on my face? Well, that helps too. Moisturize, massage, you know, um, almost, uh, I love to rub around my ears because that gives you circulation near your um, jawline, near your cheekbone. But did you know we have 43 muscles in your face? And we have 26 total neck muscles. So they can be helped and they can lift up. A smile really works to lift and tone the muscles near your cheekbones. So those are better than a frown because they bring things down. So smiling really does help in, improve that little cheekbone area that is a, is, is, is a muscle. So that's why you can tone your muscles of your face and your neck just biting upward because there's these muscles that just start to droop and sag along the bottom of your jawline. Well, if you bite up, up and do an overbite, that helps to create more muscle conditioning underneath your chin. Say that so one again, an overbite? There are exercises that you can do that really do help. And massage does, of course. You could do self-massage for three minutes. The first one I always start with is right between the eyebrows, you know, right above the nose, and that's a, a pressure point, and just rub it around circular motion, and that helps in the sides of your, your face, and work yourself all the way around to the nose and the cheekbones. These are areas that hold tension more than you think, so that's why when we teach you know kind of relaxation we always say relax your face relax your neck relax your eyes so all of those areas do need to feel relaxed also gotcha okay so what are some of these other facial exercises so you said i should smile and then what's the overbite is this like the cheekbones okay and then what's the overbite thing i just the overbite one works underneath your chin so 
you're lifting your chin slightly up, and now you're biting your lower jaw upward, upward, and you'll start to feel the neck muscles, the 26 total neck muscles that work together. And, and do we do those up. as reps, or do you do it like isometrically, like I just bite over my, my I'm, I'm kind of biting over my I lower lip. I do it lip. about 10 times, that's yeah. all I do. 10 of each, that's way enough a day, you know. I mean, you could smile as much as you can. <laughs> Get yourself a little cheekbones and uh, little muscles on your cheekbones. See, I don't do any of those fillers. I use my muscles instead. No, no, no. Uh, and you're, and it's working because you look natural. fabulous. So, and what else? So you talk, you talk about vowels. Just go, just kind of what I called by a vowel, or you called by somewhere. Either you or I called it by a vowel, but A E I O U. What's that? Yes, if you could do all of those and really use your muscles. That truly helps. And then the lion pose, um, one thing to relax your face. And did you know that how important it is just to breathe in through your nose and let it out your mouth almost like a, a lion roar? That relaxes your jaw muscles. That relaxes a lot of um, people years ago used to do that just to, ah, you know, just to relax and let it go. They, we even do this in yoga, too. So if you could practice just inhaling through your nose and then ah, letting it all go, that helps also. Mm. And one of the best exercises for the neck also is just relaxing your neck and going, you know, like relaxing one ear to one side of the shoulder and then stretching through the side of your neck to reduce any neck tension. A lot of tension begins in your face and your neck. So that's why if you keep circulation and movement through your neck and shoulders, as well as your face, it does help. Is there anything I could do to reduce those extra chins? Eh, we all have to lose a weight. <laughs> we need to uh, also, uh, like everyone says, Denise, how do I get my tummy flat again? How? Well, I tell people it's a three-prong attack, and it is also with a double chin. Three-prong attack. So it's number one, you got to eat right. Number two, you got to do something cardio to burn fat from the whole body. So that's why walking so good or swimming or cycling, all that's burning fat from the whole body. And then targeted exercises to work those muscles in those areas that you need. So all three are pretty much a three-prong attack for if they want to get rid of love handles or Denise, I want to get rid of back fat. So you still have to do, you know, the eating right, the exercise, go hand in hand. So let's talk about food because, you know, in addition to people complaining or making excuses for the fact that they don't have time to exercise, they also will make excuses for they don't have time to cook or they don't have time to eat healthy. And I disagree with that. I think you disagree with that, that there is a way yes. to be able to fit that in your day and to make some healthy choices. And just as inspiration, I was shocked by this, that if you lose one pound of, of weight, that it eases pressure on your knees by four pounds. I mean, I think that just knowing Beautiful. that piece is a huge return on investment that would inspire people to make some healthy choices. And the key is, is that 
eating does matter. And as we age, we really need to think about the nutrient-dense, rich foods that our body needs to really feel healthier. You know, of course, I'm really into fruits and vegetables and trying to get them as fresh as possible because as they sit there in the grocery stores for, you know, days at a time, we lose nutrients. That's why I'm so into now, you know, fresh, uh, at least the herbs I have. Uh, right in my kitchen, I have parsley, I've got uh, basil, I've got chives. I really believe in, you know, just cutting it right off the branch yourself so you know it's the freshest it did. And it saves on time and, uh, you know, of course, in the long run, the world. But I believe in eating fruits, vegetables, good foods with good fiber. All of us need healthy fats also. I eat, um, of course, I eat more of the Mediterranean diet in a sense. I love olive oil. I love avocado. Walnuts are so good for us. I have eaten a little different after I hit 50, and I do have a nutrition guide that's really, really great for those of us over 40, and it's uh, Stop the Clock Nutrition Guide, and I do foods with flaxseed, with chia seeds, all the omega-3s, and of course, good i eat salmon i eat all foods first of all i got to be honest with everyone i'm not um a vegetarian i'm not paleo i i i eat well 80 percent of the time and i have my treats 20 percent of the time and it's kept me healthy so far and as long as i'm exercising but i do try to eat less red meat now i there you know of course things i try to um, not eat any processed foods anymore and um no white sugar, no white flowers. So I have, I eat very healthy. So what do you say to people who say, oh, there's no way that I could do without my fill in the blank, my pasta, my ice cream. And I know that you just said well, that you eat everything, but you watch. I love pizza. I love it. But guess what? Now I've changed it. I have the gluten-free uh, pizza dough that's made out of cauliflower pizza, I mean cauliflower, so that's my pizza dough, and then I put my olive oil, and I put six veggies every time on it, I put herbs on it, I make sure I've got the basil in there, I make sure I just load it up with tomatoes, everything fresh, and I still feel satisfied, so you can change little things and still enjoy your food, but guess what, portions do matter, so if I have, you know, my favorite uh, thing that, is of course like a you know coffee ice cream <laughs> that's my favorite dessert without so fudge or I without eat. yeah so i will just have uh, one scoop instead i used to you know eat the whole pint so i have changed slightly being knowing our metabolism has slowed down as i'm six in my 60s so now i try to have my treats but i don't eat that much of it and it helps me one thing that I also came to be aware of, and I don't know if you've experienced this with people, is that you don't realize, since people are used to eating the way they've been eating, they don't realize how bad they feel. So of course, broccoli doesn't sound nearly as fun as coffee ice cream, but to get aware of how do you feel after you eat the coffee ice cream versus how do you feel after you eat the broccoli or the, you know, the pizza with cauliflower crust and vegetables. And that that right. was an easy way. I gave up eating sugar about 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. And I thought, I'll never be able to do that because I was such a sugarholic. And then when I stopped eating it, I realized how bad I felt after I ate it. 
great. And I just want people to try things. You know, try not having red meat for a month. I've tried it, I, but now I eat a little just because I really do, um, you know, need the, the protein but also the iron. So there's little things you could test on your own body. You know, even if it's for a week, you could really see a difference. And I tell everybody, just give yourself a chance to eat healthy. And I am a big believer in trying not to eat late at night too i have found that that really helps me have more energy the next day if i don't eat late at night so if i do believe in and i have said this for for almost 40 years now eat breakfast like a king eat lunch like a queen and eat dinner like a pauper honestly try to eat your calories in the middle of the day you know throughout the day when your body needs it at night when you're starting to slow down so does your metabolism this is not the time to eat a lot of food when you're already hanging by the couch and watching tv or slowing down the night so honestly when your body is more energetic is when you need the more food and fuel and make sure it's good food so let me ask you this because you were an incredibly busy working mother you had two two girls that you raised did you what were your secrets for being able to cook a healthy meal to be able to have healthy foods in the house like did you have any secret tips for the busy person for the juggling overworked mother or father to be able to be sure that you're able to have you know have healthy meals on a regular basis well i would do a lot of meal preps on sundays even back in the day when no one even used those words i would grill up a lot of chicken and chop it all up so i'd have it for um salads or i'd put it inside um you know chili or i'll put it inside anything throughout the week so my both of my daughters um, would come home from school extremely hungry because they were athletes so I would make sure we always sat down for a nice dinner at least four nights a week as a family and that was really really the way I grew up so I raised my children my husband and I were really um, we sat down as family for dinner most nights and I you know did all my own healthy cooking because if you're cooking you know what you put in it and you know the you know ingredients and you know how much oil you use or whatever so i was a true believer in cooking meals at least four days a week for my family and i would just pre-do a lot on sundays or anytime i had extra time i would get a lot done i would even chop some vegetables uh, i would do easy things at the grocery stores getting things that were already pre-made um lentils or already made uh, chopped up um, vegetables to make a stir fry quicker so I did do a lot of those quickie ways but still eating healthy yeah I have to say I think one of the greatest I'll call it an invention it's not an invention but one of the greatest things now you can get is a roast chicken at the grocery store oh you're absolutely right I I love a roast chicken besides the fact that now I have it in for two straight days oh god I could we it's constant in my house not only is it the benefit of having the healthy cooked food in your house you don't have to clean the roasting dish there's nothing worse than cleaning that roasting pan (laughs) and I love a roast chicken with an arugula salad and in my arugula salad it's a bag of arugula I put it in a nice bowl and I put um lemon and olive oil some uh, great kosher salt, some pepper, and um, sometimes I put a little Parmesan cheese, and there you have a great salad with chicken. And then I'd probably do a sweet potato on the side, too. Well, 
you're amazing. Denise Austin, one of the busiest people on earth, one of the fittest people on earth. Thank you so much for your time, for your secrets, for your tips on how to how to fit that healthy lifestyle into even the busiest lifestyles. Um, anyone out there, don't Everyone forget. Everyone can do it. It's true. Everyone can. just, And you can't believe what your body responds to if you just try. It's amazing. Our bodies are beautiful as long as we're eating right and letting it move and get active. And as you said, every minute counts. Every fidget, every calf raise after every sit up five minutes five minutes here and there all right all of your many books and videos can be found at your website deniseaustin.com come to the website come and review and rate this podcast so that we can get more people listening to it everybody out there and thank you so much denise austin you're terrific oh thank you sarah and i love bottom line it's awesome all right thank you stay fit forever I'm talking to fitness icon Denise Austin about how even the busiest people in the world can find a few moments in their day to be fit and healthy. In her 30-year career, Denise has inspired many thousands of people to look and feel better with her positive outlook and extensive library of videos and books. Creating a healthy lifestyle based on a healthy outlook is just one example of what our flagship publication, Bottom Line Personal, is all about. And Denise Austin is just one example of the types of experts, not just in healthy living, but in all aspects of your life that you'll find in Bottom Line Personal. You'll find information on financial planning, great gift ideas, how to save money on travel, insurance snafus, smart tax strategies, improving your relationship, and so much more, all from the top experts in their fields. Bottom Line Personal has been helping people lead more informed and vibrant lives for over 40 years with our actionable and double fact-checked advice. Subscribe today and get a free bonus book, Bottom Line's Best Bets, full of some of the greatest tips from our experts of all time. Just go to bottomlineinc.com forward slash expert podcast. That's bottomlineinc.com forward slash expert podcast. 